If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Another beautiful day here covering the news in healthcare and in insurance. And we got a terrific show lined up for you again, as always. Going to be joined uh, in a little bit by uh, one of our friends from Washington, D.C., Nathan Silva. Going to be sharing some tools and strategies for businesses that they use to help them as they struggle with all of these challenges. And that's the topic of uh, the first story that I saw this week as I'm keeping up with the news for you. Check out my handle on Twitter, at Sean M. McGuire. I've got several stories that I've identified here this week that caught my attention as well as several of the other segments that we've put together on the show. And we're going to take a moment to talk a little bit about them. First up was an interesting thought that many people might not realize, and that is with the penalties coming for businesses just around the corner, we're going to talk a little bit about how to avoid those later in the show. Businesses uh, are facing potentially uh, a maximum of a $3 million penalty from the IRS if they don't follow some of these new tax provisions in the Affordable Care Act. And somebody posed a question this week, well, what if the business cannot afford to pay that massive tax? Where are we going to be at? Another story that caught my attention this week is the federal government struggling to, to pay for this own this law itself in that there is an obscure fund within the Department of Health and Human Services Uh, They're essentially moving your taxpayer dollars around within the executive branch to pay these insurance companies for the the massive losses that they have incurred recently on the public exchanges. And there's a lawsuit pending between House Republicans and the administration on whether or not they have the power to do that, to move that money around within the executive branch. And that's important because from a constitutional standpoint, that money is supposed to be controlled by Congress. That is because Congress is uh, the one that we report that reports to us. We uh, give them we we tell them uh, what to do. We uh, we um, can elect them or not elect them, unelect them in every two years. And that is something that um, is really important for a lot of the people out there, especially with an election coming up right around the corner. One of the other things that we need to uh, watch closely this week is the um, the uh, rates that are coming out. We've seen massive rate increases all across the country, and they're starting to now affect businesses, particularly small businesses, as these insurance companies lost a lot of money within the private within the public exchanges. Now looking to to make it up along with of the other taxes and fees in the law on the backs of small businesses. For consumers, it's really crazy as well. And um, we're going to play a clip here in in a second uh, from uh, somebody that might have thought that they misspoke a little bit on the campaign trail, or maybe not. Uh, President Clinton uh, giving his own thoughts on on the Affordable Care Act this week uh, out on the the stump, uh, promoting uh, his, his wife, who is obviously running for president, but uh, this is a, a clip that we caught and uh, made some news that uh, that really raised uh, some eyebrows for a lot of people. And uh, <laughs> insurance company, and they're getting whacked. So you've got this crazy system where all of a sudden, 25 million more people have health care, and then the people are out there busting it sometimes 60 hours a week, wind up with their premiums doubled and their coverage cut in half. It's the craziest thing in the world. And so he had to walk those comments back a little bit during the week. But this is something that I hope comes up in the debate, this second debate. It was not mentioned at all in the first presidential debate. They talked about it a little bit in the, in the vice presidential debate, not too much. But it's going to be incredibly interesting to see if this is even mentioned um, because it is having a huge economic impact on folks all across the country. And it's really troublesome for people in the South 
in particular states like Tennessee now have one choice on the public exchange as an option. So this is going to have to be something that desperately needs to be addressed by whatever Congress and presidential administration we have coming in 2017. Speaking of 2017, like we've mentioned here before, it's going to be a volatile year for all of us. We've been putting together this ongoing benefit series, helping you make the decisions that you need for your personal life, for your business, or for you as a uh, individual that is might be going on uh, Medicare and having to go through those those different choices. All of those series are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, where you can find uh, those segments. You can find our greatest hits, which we've put put together. And I can guarantee that our interview coming up here next on the show is going to uh, be in that greatest hits. We're going to be joined by Nathan Silva here to talk a little bit about what they do out inside the Beltway. Don't hold it against him being out there, but he's going to talk about some of the strategies and the process that they go through to help businesses. And it's something that uh, will definitely uh, help you understand uh, the challenges people are facing, especially those organizations in that middle market segment. So when we come back, we'll have Nathan Silva from Corporate Synergies out of the D.C. area joining us on the show to get his perspective. If you'd like to share yours, 402-342-1290 is the number. We'll take your calls after this interview, and I'd love to hear what you have to say. We'll be right back. Hiring employees, complying with regulatory changes, and so on makes it hard to focus on running your business. Let Simplify HR Solutions help. We're an outsourced human resource management organization with more than a century of combined experience helping people just like you. Click SimplifyHRSolutions.com to learn more. You've seen the movie Father of the Bride. When it comes to weddings, there's enough to worry about. Consider the Omaha Press Club as the venue for your baby's big day. With memberships as low as $15 per month, rentals are free for members. And we have an executive chef who will design the perfect menu for you. Click OmahaPressClub.com and our event coordinator and wedding planner will contact you for a zero-obligation consultation. That's OmahaPressClub.com. The Omaha Press Club, where you belong. You work hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. Hiring employees, complying with regulatory changes, and so on, makes it hard to focus on running your business. Let Simplify HR Solutions help. We're an outsourced human resource management organization with more than a century of combined experience helping people just like you. Click SimplifyHRSolutions.com to learn more. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge 402 342 1290. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us here on the program as we keep in touch with what's going on all across the country with all of the changes coming as a result of the Affordable Care Act, the changes in the health insurance industry. And I'm super excited about the program we have lined up for you today. We are going to be taking a deep dive and a look at what the law is doing to those businesses in that 80 to 150 employee range. There's a lot of them that are in that range. And we've got a terrific uh, guest co-host joining us here on the program is Nathan Silva. Nathan Silva is an employee benefit consultant with Corporate Synergies in the Washington, D.C. area. Actually has uh, some time here uh, out, out in this part of the country as well, and we're, we're thrilled to have him here. Uh, Nathan takes a consultative approach 
to handling these those these uh, these changes for these organizations, and that is something that that we agree with here on the program as a philosophy because organizations need to know all of these changes that are coming that are really going to affect their bottom lines coming up right around the corner. And Nathan, welcome to the program. We're great to we're grateful that you are able to join us uh, from out inside the Beltway. How are things going? Oh, things are great here, Sean. You know, pleasure. Appreciate you uh, inviting me to join the show today. I'm really excited to talk with you and the folks listening about what's happening here in in Metro, and particularly with the employee benefit space with employers between that 80 to 150 range. So things are great and uh, happy to be here. That's good. That's good. Well, we're glad to have you because one of the things we like to let the audience understand is that these changes that we're talking about are happening all over the country. And uh, your organization, Corporate Synergies, is really doing a lot of fantastic things out there. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about your background, Nathan, uh, some of the things that uh, you've been up to before getting into the industry? And then I'd like to take a look at some of the things you guys are doing out there and uh, maybe share a strategy or two that we believe that can uh, benefit these organizations. You know, of course. So first and foremost, you mentioned all across the United States, obviously being here in D.C., we're right in the thick of it, right in the regulatory changes and an environment that seems uh, almost unpredictable at times with new president about to be elected into office and lots of uncertainty for employers as not only what to do now, but what to anticipate going forward. Uh, You asked about my background. I've been in the insurance industry for 10 plus years have always taken this consultative stance and approach with my clients and making sure that my role is to truly understand what that organization is all about, what their culture is and how it looks at insurance and benefit, and trying to find the most appropriate approach to helping them really do two things. One, minimize the cost and the risks that are associated with their insurance and benefit plans. And then two, trying to help alleviate a lot of the administrative burdens, a lot of the tasks that HR professionals are facing today within this regulatory environment. There are uh, there are lots of opportunities to make mistakes and position companies to be really poised for serious compliance fines and penalties, uh, regulatory sanctions, and it's our responsibility to work with these employers to make sure. Those kinds of things aren't happening, and they're just being efficient with their day-to-day effort. Right. So it's a it's a rewarding career, a rewarding opportunity, and one I'm proud to be a part of, especially with an organization such as Corporate Synergy. Well, they got a lot of good things going on just by perusing their website, and uh, I was just excited to to meet you through the power of social media, believe it or not. But um, <laughs> uh, we're both on the same page, and that's that's really exciting to run into people that that are on the same page because. This isn't a one-size-fits-all um, piece of, uh, of legislation uh, like they thought it would be. This law is going to affect every organization differently, as are other federal laws, but depending on their situation. And I, I don't think people give enough credit to people in this industry, uh, are the, especially ones like yourself that are, that are taking the time to really sit down and, and go through these, these important things as opposed to uh, j- just giving them a, a spreadsheet at the end of the year. Of course. You know, what I find fascinating, Sean, is of over 600 organizations that we've brought on board over the years, we have conducted compliance assessments for each and every one of them, essentially taking them through a Department of Labor audit. And in each and every situation, we have uncovered areas where that organization was not compliant, was exposed to heavy monetary fines and risks that they would have un they would have otherwise not been aware of and not had the opportunity to resolve. So as your organization and Ed Bellis, I know, is doing with many organizations in Omaha and in the Nebraska metro, these are small, subtle things that could be overlooked, not because organizations aren't aware of them, but because the regulations are changing. And by pinpointing them and putting those companies in position where they're not going to be faced with these heavy financial burdens. They're not going to be faced with unexpected obstacles or challenges. We really become more of a partner with the companies we're working with versus just a straight broker or consultant. I think it's something that separates ourselves and something that separates your organization as well. So I commend you for all that you're doing and the folks in your group are doing out in the Midwest as well. 
That, that's a pr- much appreciated, uh, especially coming from you. Uh, this with all of your experience. Let's get into some of these these um, these the meat of our conversation now, uh, especially as it comes to containing costs. Uh, healthcare costs have just been skyrocketing, and I, I know that around the corner here in open enrollment, we've been reporting on this program for many months now that the rate increases are going to to really shock a lot of people. And I think a lot of that's going to affect this market segment that we're talking about right now, Nathan, that uh, 80 to 150 employee range, just kind of in that mid middle zone, I guess you, you could call it. Uh, what are some of the things you guys are doing to help them contain their costs and mini- mitigate any risks? Sure, great question. So, you know, we feel that one of the most important components to being able to contain those costs is to understand what's driving the utilization within an organization. So what we do is we try to, as best as possible, collect lots of data and interpret that data in ways where an organization understands how are our benefits being used, how are our employees interacting with those benefits, and what can we do to better educate and communicate with the employees so that essentially they're improving their consumerism of, of the benefits as a whole. So one example of this is when we bring on new organizations, we actually have an internal advocacy team and a program that's set up so that when employees of that particular company have questions about their benefits, issues with their claims, or just general inquiries where they want to get more information, we have a team internally that they can contact get their questions resolved, get their answers, and then we collect data on each and every one of those calls so that we can understand are there common threads within the organization, are there common themes within the culture, and if so, why don't we create some kind of communication or educational campaign to better inform these employees about the topics that they've been dialing in with and help them make smarter choices right off the bat with regards to the utilization. That's just one way that we found is tremendously helpful in decreasing that renewal rate or helping it not to rise in the same line as the trends within the industry. Mm -hmm. And something that employers find tremendously helpful, not only to see where the trends are and what kind of education can they push out, but also to see how much time is really being spent between their employees and their HR team on resolving some of these issues. As you know, if you want to contact an insurance company and have a question answered, you typically have to do it between ordinary business hours. And these folks, when they're dialing between ordinary business hours, means they're on the clock at their work, and it may be an hour or two on a phone call trying to resolve an issue that we could take off of their plate, make them more efficient, more productive in their day-to-day, and provide them with the data to help understand what's actually happening within the plan. So that's one tool that we're using to try and help drive these costs down, try and help on a more of a medium or long-term strategy to help employers understand what's happening with my organization and how can I make changes to improve my employees' interaction with their benefits as a whole. Well, I think that's really important. We're talking with Nathan Silva, employee benefit consultant with Corporate Synergies out in the Washington, D.C. area here on America's Healthcare challenge by the way check out our facebook page.com slash america's healthcare challenge for for this interview and others and we're talking about businesses in that 75 80 employee range up to around 150 employees and 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 these are the ones that are um really not getting the 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 necessary information and data that 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 they that their uh larger uh counterparts i guess i could say are, are getting and so uh it's interesting to, to see that you guys are really capitalizing on that data, and it, it seems to be working, huh? You know, it's working tremendously well, but I think the key there is not only capitalizing it from a business perspective, but really being able to partner with these organizations and provide them genuine value that they wouldn't find elsewhere. What we're finding is with some of these larger broker shops who are more focused on the 5,000 employee plus range, uh, they don't. They have the capacity to service these smaller-sized organizations, but I don't know that, that they have the desire to do so. We really want to make an impact on these groups because 
we want to help them grow to whatever it is the organization's goal is moving forward, whether that's regards to improving their bottom line or helping their employees feel better about how the organization treats them with regards to benefits and really make them more of an attractive employer in what they very condensed market here in the D.C. area and very saturated. You know, another example of that is providing these HR professionals with some types of technology and benefits administration tools so that when they're onboarding and offboarding employees, they have a vehicle or technology that helps them be more efficient, reduces the opportunity for mistakes or oversight that could cause excess spending that they didn't even anticipate or don't catch for six months or 12 months out. And not only that, but again, help these HR professionals spend less time on administrative tasks, administrative burdens, so that they can be more of a value to their organization, be more productive in other areas, and really contribute to a strategic plan and be part of the executive decision process rather than taking orders, so to speak, or doing tasks as they're asked to. So, again, it is working. It's working tremendously well, and we're receiving uh, quite a positive response from that marketplace because while they really like or appreciate the brokers that they have in place, what we're finding is typically these are smaller shops who, as the organization grows, just don't quite have the capacity to grow with them and to provide the types of services that will allow those organizations who have gone from 20 employees up to 80 employees in just a matter of years to continue that kind of growth from 80 to 300 to 500. And so what you'll see is many of the organizations that are on the Inc. 5000 list, the fastest growing companies in the United States, Mm -hmm. are really gravitating towards our service model because they see how we can really be a partner and help push them in the direction they're already heading. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that's that's great that uh, that you can help someone. I wanted to draw people to uh, our website for the show, healthreformexplained.com, and I asked you to take a look at Helen, the HR manager, which is a, a scenario, that one of the things that we put together on the program to help you as a listener understand some of the impacts of these things. So uh, if you don't mind, Nathan, I was going to read through this Helen, uh, the HR manager scenario, and maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, how you guys could help a person like that. Sound good? That sounds great. All right. Helen took a deep breath and rubbed her throbbing temples, reflecting on getting through the first uh, ACA reporting season. The splitting headache was coming back. It had her so often, hit her so often in the past few weeks, and she had named it Obamacare Compliance, or OC for short. This was a result of the Affordable Care Act compliance requirements for businesses that surfaced late last year. She just got a notice from the Department of Health and Human Services about an employee going to the exchange and receiving a subsidy. What's bad is she didn't have the staff to help, and even if she did, how was she supposed to explain this to them? And what was worse is any mistakes could mean penalties up to $500 for an employee. Headed into a next year with 75 employees in her company, uh, the penalties meant that it could be the end of her job if these things didn't get right. Desperate for for help, Helen popped a few aspirin, went online, and found Nathan Silva of Corporate Synergies' LinkedIn profile and gave him a call. Uh, how did Nathan help Helen through a process like this? Uh, you know what? Great question. Great scenario. And I think this was one of the things that was most appealing when you and I first had a chance to discuss and meet Sean. Uh, as you know, and as you're helping organizations with the compliance world and the regulatory environment that we are in is constantly changing right now. So even these employers who are doing things correctly this year, it's very likely that if they continue to do things exactly the same way they have been, that a year, two years, or three years from now, they're going to be exposing themselves to penalties and to areas where they're no longer compliant. So within our organization, we actually have access to an ERISA attorney who spends each and every day focusing on the legislation that's being passed, keeping in mind the subtle changes that need to be made for the organizations that we work with. And by having access to an individual like that, I would bring Helen directly to them and to help evaluate, look, here's what was done, but here's what we can now do to rectify it. We can not only make solutions or suggestions as to what's good at that point, but we can actually take over the administrative burden and 
address those foreign filings, not only to resolve what was in there in the past, but going forward. HR professionals are not attorneys, nor should they be expected to be. But what we're finding is they are working on very slim resources. Typically, a team of one or two people is trying to service 100 or more employees. And that is a very challenging task to be asking of somebody, particularly when their duties are now expanding to relations with their employees, being in compliance with the different regulatory environment that we're placed in, and making certain that they're reporting to their executives the way that they're asked to do so. And it comes back to the same concept of the things that they don't need to be an expert in, they can place those burdens onto a group of experts who will not only guide them along the process and educate them, but actually remove the burden from their plate and take care of that administrative task. So I hope that helps give you an understanding of, you know, in Helen's instance, how we could be of service to her. That sounds great. That sounds great. Hey, Nathan, uh, where can folks find a little bit more about uh, your organization? Do you guys have a website we could share? Uh, you know what? Absolutely. So at www.portsyn.com, it's C-O-R-P-S-Y-N.com, you can find a tremendous amount of information and tools that are designed to educate employers, HR professionals, and even employees. Throughout the site, there are tons of interactive tools and different platforms for educating, whether it be videos or white sheets or just bulleted sections. But we comment on things like plan management, employee education, communication, technology, wellness initiatives, advocacy programs. In fact, the website has received the National Apex Award for its ability to communicate so well and for Corporate is really being a, an innovator in this space of trying to help not only these employers, but the employees so that ultimately they're better interacting with their benefit plans and they're driving these costs down low. You can also check out our YouTube channel by just doing a search for Corporate Synergies. There's probably 100 plus videos on there. And for anybody who's interested, we host routine compliance webinars and informational webinars online that they can reach out to me and I can certainly invite them to be a part of that and uh, keep up to snuff with industry changes and regulations on a regular basis. All right, fantastic. Well, that's great. Hey, folks, I, I've checked out these guys. They're great. I recommend them highly. And so, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us on this market segment. Somebody, those folks that are really struggling, and it's really refreshing to hear that we've got organizations out there like yours that can help help them uh, through these things. We hope you can come back and join us here again sometime. Hey, really appreciate the opportunity, Sean. Best of luck with everything that you're doing in the Midwest. I think it's incredible the role that E.D. Bellis is playing for so many organizations and helping them avoid these massive compliance fines and penalties that they're exposed to. is a, It's a noble service, and so I commend you to everything you're doing. Well, we appreciate that. We will uh, we'll talk to you next time. Coming up next segment here on America's Healthcare Challenge, we're going to be taking a look at uh, an interesting thing with our, with our government as it relates to the EpiPen controversy. You're not going to want to miss it. Check out our Facebook page again, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, for this interview and others, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded Edie Bellis to help your business make sure it doesn't get caught in a bureaucratic trap coming out of Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill working for the Senate Finance Committee when the Affordable Care Act, commonly referred to as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let Edie Bellis guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing rules and regulations that will affect your organization regardless of size. Our team has been specializing in the Affordable Care Act and consulting since it began. We offer custom consultations, seminars for you and your employees, and can help your company prepare these necessary IRS forms that leave a penalty of $500 for noncompliance. We also offer advice on employee benefits and can help you find the latest technology solutions to help automate your business. For more information, check out edbellisinc.com or give us a call at 402-884-9020. At edbellisinc.com, you can sign up for our exclusive newsletter to stay on top of the latest coming from Obamacare. 
Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And Two Men in a Truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two Men in a Truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience event or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click omahapressclub.com to learn more. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. You're going to want to check out uh, our, our interview on the EpiPen controversy. I teased it a little bit earlier. Some news came out this week in that the, the company that um, created that drug, Mylan, they settled with... Um, the Department of Health and Human Services for uh, a big amount of money, over $200 million, essentially, in fines for the charges on Medicaid patients and, in particular, Medicare patients. This affects us both ways, whether we're a, a consumer with private insurance, with drugs, that those costs going up, but then also... As Medicare is the largest uh, purchaser of healthcare services in the country, uh, and in particular has a whole program called the Medicare Part D uh, plan uh, where you can buy drugs. So the Medicare uh, pays an awful lot of money in drugs, and if we don't get those things under control, it's going to hit us in a double whammy in that we're paying taxes to cover the Medicare program, and in particular younger people are going to be entering the workforce at an even higher rate. I heard a statistic this week, by the year 2020, 40% of business of workers in America will be millennials. And lots of um, difficult decisions that millennials have to go through. And I wanted to take a, a minute to, uh, to, to talk about some of those things. And Matt, you um, asked me a terrific question here earlier uh, while, while we were uh, getting ready for the show, and uh, I thought we should talk talk a little bit about it because I think uh, the answer is really beneficial to the listeners. Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was just because I was just I was just asking, I was just randomly, honestly yeah, yeah. just randomly asking you because I didn't, you know, was, this is something that I faced this week, and I've been really honest with people, uh, you know, over the airwaves here on the show in the past, and that is, uh, I moved to Omaha in 2010 because mm-hmm. I I was diagnosed with cancer and I wanted to get some really good. Uh, treatment. So I moved to Omaha so that I could be a part of the great medical system that we have in this in this city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know bar none, it's best in the world. I I personally think going through it. Um, but anyway, uh, so long story short, I've only seen my cancer doctor since I've been here. I've you know because you know, he can do anything that a regular doctor can do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he knows my medical condition better than a regular physician would. Sure, but anyway, sure. I've got I've got some you know I just I wanted to get a physician. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just for physicals and checkups and that sort of thing, because I'm cancer free for like seven years now. So praise Jesus. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, I went on. Uh, I have Blue Cross Blue Shield, and I went on the website this week, and I I started. Uh, I, I looked up that find the doctor thing. Sure. And I started scrolling through there. I swear to you, Sean. Like 
like 1500 doctors were there was like a list as yeah. i was as i was looking for a doctor within my within my plan and i just thought how the heck do i pick and so when I whenever I buy something or purchase something, I always, you know, I always study it and find mm-hmm. out, do some research. Well, here it's like I'm basing it on gender and I'm basing it on names. I mean, right. could that be more of a superfluous, like stupid reason to pick a doctor? I mean, this is somebody I mean, this is an intimate relationship, sure. you know, that people have with their doctor, right? Mm-hmm. So how do I just pick it off of uh, you know, if they're a man or a woman or if their last name's Smith or some last name that I can't yeah. pronounce. I mean, and there's no ratings or anything. There's no, yeah. How the heck do you fish through 1,500 to 2,000 names? I mean, and they're just names. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I did because this is smart for you to do that because I actually did that um, here a couple of years ago. I, I see a specialist too for, for my condition. That was my only doctor. But I asked her a couple times ago and she actually suggested, she said, Sean, you should get a good primary care doctor and so i said and and that's how i got mine by just asking her and she she recommended two different names and um the first one was was great unfortunately uh she was actually leaving about six months later so then i got got a different one but asking around is probably the best way but i wanted to run through this list that i found on consumer reports matt that um i think is helpful you did the first step which is check your insurance that, that that's the the first thing especially given that we've got the narrowing of networks and, and things like that. Another thing to consider is hospital affiliation, too. What hospital are these these uh, physicians affiliated with? You're in Bellevue, right? So uh, you probably want somebody affiliated with the Bellevue Medical Center. Board certification, um, make, making sure that they've passed their, their board certifications. Next one up says watching out for red flags, um, any disciplinary actions, um, any uh, lawsuits that they might have had, um, they have a state-by-state state list that you, you can find that. Um, another one is um, asking uh, about drug reps. A lot of times uh, drug reps get in, and so they have those relationships with people. Um, finding out uh, – by the way, is your physician right now that you you see your specialist, are they within one of the groups? Are they like UNMC physicians or – you know what they're with the one the one that i have works out of uh, bergen mercy clinic and then works out of the methodist hospital okay so that's where that's where my guy my, but like i said i haven't chosen a physician that's my sure that's my cancer doctor so, right yeah. but uh, i would sure i'm sure they they're part of a a, a physician group right. that might be include other other people so you might want to work with uh, their physician group if you're. How do you and how would I look into that? Like, would I just call their office and just ask? Yeah, would that I think be that, the would, easiest that way might to be do the it? best way to do yeah. is just call them and, and say I'm a patient of this doctor for X amount of years. I'm looking to um, get a primary care physician. Do you have anybody that you suggest yeah. uh, working with? Because they might have gone to medical school with somebody that they know and, right. and and like, and so it's weird being a millennial how foreign it is just to pick up a phone. Yeah, and call somebody. And I know. Ask. I mean, Don't you, just, you want to text them? You immediately go straight to Google or go to you know go yeah. to websites. But it, you know the old fashioned way, of just picking up a telephone is probably just the easiest way to do it. Yeah, I mean that that is that is one of the the good ways. But um, I think it's also important, Matt, to uh, consider somebody our age because you want to if you if you're going to especially if you're going to put in roots somewhere, you want somebody that'll age with you. Um, I think that's important too. That's a, that's a really and how I mean. I don't think that information was on there. I'll have to double check, but I'm not sure if like their age was on there. I just yeah. all I saw was name and yeah. and gender or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I mean, while while obviously experience is really important, but uh, I guess my my point is if you get somebody that and you're a younger person that's about to retire in a couple of years, why why would you want to go through it? And it can be kind of a pain to to switch everything and. And I think um, those are the, the things. And then finally, um, staff is is incredibly important, too. You almost interact with the staff more than you interact with them. Um, if you've got a question over anything, really, that's the, the first person. So I would factor in that. And then finally on the list is uh, factoring in technology. I, I don't know. Um, I'm still kind of uh, n- not quite a hundred percent believer that these um, electronic medical records are are all that because I think they've created a lot of inefficiencies in the system but you're gonna want somebody that does have the right technology uh, because that is the law I guess for them so great question any other thoughts or questions on on that Matt no other than uh, other than I agree with you on the electronic medical records if uh, if anonymous can hack into, True. <laughs> into the FBI or whatever 
uh, it sure wouldn't be hard for some you know amateur uh, to hack into and find your medical records. So I'm with you on that, man. I I know it's old fashioned. I know it's the way of the past, but it's all I don't know. It just seems a lot harder to break in and steal uh, 500,000 people's medical records if they're all on paper instead of uh, one digital file. You know. Right. Exactly. And. Many people may not be aware of the fact that uh, medical records can be incredibly valuable to bad guys. Uh, they're worth a lot more than, for example, a credit card record. Um, and um, I guess for probably quite more malicious reasons in that you could be blackmailed for, for some of this stuff, which is really scary to think about. And it's also scary uh, considering the fact that I believe one of the insurance company's CEOs, they got hacked a few like six months ago and their ceo's medical record even got got hacked and this was from foreign enemies man i tell you what uh we're, we're just need to create a, a, a army of uh, computer people don't you think there needs to just uh, maybe they are somewhere matt in uh, underground somewhere there's <laughs> there's a secret um army of like super smart people that were picked up when they were like six years old you know what uh, i mean like the matrix type of <laughs> i wouldn't doubt it i think you need to have that to be able to i mean the wars are going to be fought yeah. over computers i think yeah. rumor has it it's uh, underground over at off an air force base oh <laughs> really oh, well, just down the road all right we're going to take a time out then when we come back i've got a couple more stories i want to share with you and um happy to take your your calls and thoughts at any point 402-342-1290 is the number, 402-342-1290. And uh, we will be back after this. Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies and two men in a truck will help you watch your budget too don't stress let two men in a truck handle your home or business move go to two men in a truck.com two men in a truck selected best of omaha for nine years straight with an a plus rating from the better business bureau you worked hard scraped and saved for years and thought you had everything figured out for retirement now you're looking at higher premiums health care costs and uncertainty with your doctor let ed bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you go to ed and request a free consultation at ED Bellis, we know healthcare. Marketplace Nebraska is a full service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information you are listening to america's health care challenge with sean mcguire join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290 once again direct from the american heartland here's your host sean mcguire all right what i want to bring up to you this next segment is um, actually the healthcare reporter for uh, CNBC went through a really interesting exercise on Twitter that caught my attention, uh, essentially going to several different insurers and um, requesting uh, a treatment. And, and this is something that you you're possibly might have run into already. It's certainly going to be happening here in the future, I believe, if, it's, if it hasn't already, and that is dealing with um, whether or not certain treatments will be covered by um, your, your insurance policy. Last week, we, we spent a whole segment talking about 
this issue, you should check out that segment if you if you didn't miss it, which is um, you know how, how do you protect yourself from from gaps in care, but then also how do you deal with getting a treatment for something like maybe a specialty drug that you're on? We've covered covered that they're uh, that they are expensive, but they they do work really well for a lot of people, and um, but you might have to to battle a little bit to to go through it. And so I would encourage you to check out uh, Meg Tyrell uh, at Meg Tyrell and her her tweet where she went through five, did some research and went through five of the largest insurance companies uh, with this treatment. And one of them uh, said it was covered with prior authorization. One said it was evaluating. One said it was covered. And one said it was not covered. And so really important stuff as you're shopping for for the right plan for you is to really understand their their policies and maybe it might make sense to either call them before purchasing or talk to your provider about dealing with with these things because unfortunately providers probably spend just as much time dealing with the administrative side of things which is sending letters to insurance companies to get patients treatments covered dealing with uh, Medicare and and so on and so forth so they might have have dealt with this but the last thing I would like to see you you do, especially uh, given that I've had to go through this myself, is is pay an awful lot of money for an insurance policy that uh, might give you some some heartburn and might not uh, cover the treatments that you you have. And, and and a lot of these companies have an appeals process. And if this this treatment that you had been on had been covered under a previous insurance company, that will often um, go ahead and cover that. But everybody's losing a lot of money right now. You heard uh, Slick Willie earlier in the show calling this thing the craziest thing he's ever seen. He is the focus group president. So there's a lot of things happening. A lot of companies losing a lot of money, people paying more and having narrower of networks. And I just don't want you to get caught with uh, with with something that uh, could be really troublesome that would avoid you from getting the care that you need and also uh, you know keep you from... Um, you know, maintaining your health as a result of all these changes. So you can always call into this show. At least uh, you got somebody to talk to about this at, at this hour, at this time on this sh- on this uh, station. Four zero two three four two twelve ninety is the number. Okay, so that's my my little uh, my my. I'm I'm gonna be off my soapbox, I guess I could say. Um, but make sure that you you do this research, and if you need help. With all of all of these things, whether you're an individual or a business, you can go ahead and give me a call or work with uh, the organization uh, that I represent, which is Edie Bellis, and they're online at edbellisinc.com, and they can get you everything that you might need to get you taken care of for um, all of those things. All right. Next up, we've got uh, an issue that was in the New York Times later this week, and it's the uh, it's it's fighting words for for some people. That is uh, the healthcare public option is back. Can it help Obamacare? That is the question that they uh, posed in this in this article. And one of the things that I would uh, I would encourage you to think about is the fact that the public option was essentially what caused this whole law to become so politically charged, and that's because. The Republicans did not want, are not in favor of a, a public option. I, I think um, there's many reasons why why they're not in favor of that. Number one, they don't uh, aren't in favor of uh, they they believe it would get rid of competition. Well, we're already seeing a competition go away. But I think what's really more of of an issue is it's over control. And uh, I think um, when you give the government that much control over um, essentially a trillion trillion three trillion dollar industry i believe is what it is the size of the economy of france i i just don't think it can be good because everything that um they try and organize um some sometimes just doesn't quite work right and it's 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 just difficult to 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 have that accountability we we will see but it's going to be coming up and i can pretty much assure you that during the next presidential debate, they are going to uh, spend some time talking about it, and it's going to be interesting because both candidates are on record in support of of, of some sort of, of public plan. And you can read uh, Secretary Clinton's 
thoughts in the New England Journal of Medicine this week where she outlines her, her vision uh, for health care and in particular um, going for um, you know a public option for people. And I think a lot of people are, um, I guess, in favor of it conceptually. We will have to see how it plays out because the Affordable Care Act is is Exhibit A of a government program gone wrong. It was just a poorly, poorly designed piece of legislation. I think a lot of probably good ideas uh, were out there, and there's some good things that have done it, uh, been done, and you know people are getting access to health insurance. But right now in 2017, um, it's it's kind of like peeling back an onion, and we're we're about a third of the way or halfway back of peeling back this onion. And I tell you what, all I can do is cry uh, sometimes as I think of some of these uh, challenges facing people, such as myself. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, be getting a, con- a cancellation notice for my health insurance uh, because uh, that plan is no longer going to be offered this year. So I have less choice, and I'm going to have to get a worse plan. And it bothers me because of this preauthorization issue. I don't want to have to switch uh, insurance companies because of, um, you know, and have to go through all of that process again. I just want to pay my premium and, and know that I'm going to get what I'm uh, paying for. And I, and I thought that was what we were supposed to get. That's what we were at least told we were going to get by the folks in Washington who, who put this all together. And unfortunately, like in so many other instances, that doesn't always work out the best for all of us. And this is just another example of that. It's good for some, not so good for others. I think collectively it's going to uh, create a lot of uncertainty continuing for the next three to four years. So that is the end of, of my rant essentially for the week. We've got about a minute left here on the show. Okay. So if you like this show and want to get in touch with, with um, more of this content, we've been doing it for five years and it's really easy to, to get some of these segments. We take them every week and we put them out there to the to the masses and we've we we need your help we are almost to 30,000 listens online uh, which is uh, 30,000 listens to all of our different segments which is a pretty good number and uh, we're really getting a lot of momentum and so I encourage you to go to our SoundCloud page just type in Edie Bellis or you type in America's Healthcare Challenge you'll find everything that that we've got all of our segments from from uh you know senators that we've interviewed governors we've got uh different contributors all over the country that are that are sharing their advice with you and it, it's something that's just great to listen to whether you're on uh, going out for a walk on a beautiful day like today whether you're um running on the treadmill whether you're working away it's a good way to pass about 45 minutes of your time and and learn a little bit of some something while you're at it and so uh, you can find that stuff there and you can also find it on our uh, our Twitter handle at America's Canary. That is Edie Bellis's Twitter handle because they are the uh, canary in the coal mine for all of these uh, volatile things coming in the next few years. And they do a weekly, a daily newspaper uh, aggregate grab called Health Reform Explained, and that grabs all the best stories for the day. So you can start your day off right with uh, knowing what's going on. Until next time, Sean McGuire here. You stay, you hang in there, and uh, I will look forward to the next time we can be together.